Hey, welcome everyone to a special The Drivers Podcast uh, for the Le Mans 24 hour that finished 13 minutes ago. Sorry for the slight pause. I was working out what time of the day it actually was. It's, it's, it's pretty late, which is, which is a, a lot of fun. But we, uh, we, we uh, discussed at the start of the weekend that would be fun to do a special edition. So here we are. So on the other line, outside line, we have Uncle Steve. I am Sean. And welcome to the Le Mans Jibber Jabber edition. So, Good look, evening. I, 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 hey, Uncle Steve. So I think first off the bat, hey, massive congratulations to Toyota for finally nailing it. After <laughs> how long, man? Holy oh, moly. Oh God! Like being being JDM for life. Like it feels good, but golly, they they, they must have been sweating the last ten minutes. I reckon. I reckon, <laughs> especially after twenty sixteen. You know, there'd always be that thing in the back of your mind, and you could see apprehension on everyone's faces on the live stream as well. Just you know, please <laughs> don't let anything happen. Right, hundred percent, man. Like. Everyone was sweating bullets. It was funny. I was, I was following along on Twitter as well. And, and like the uh, the marketing manager or the PR guy of uh, Toyota uh, Europe was tweeting away. He's like, only 10 minutes to go. But everyone knows what happened with four minutes to go. And I was like, oh, my God. No, the, no one's forgotten, right? No one's forgotten. No. <laughs> well, like, I'm just really happy for them that they, they, they finally got that. Uh, got that across the line, especially with the one two. And look, they were dominant the whole way, like that was 24 hours of Toyota time, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Re- Rebellion weren't even uh, uh, entertaining coming close to them at any point. Um, you know, I guess uh, in one respect, it's it, and they actually uh, said at the end of the race, it's a real shame that there wasn't more competition because they would have wiped the floor with them. Uh, and it is a shame that they didn't get to get that opportunity. Yeah, it, it's funny how a, a lot of the big Germans have uh, slowly detracted from the Le Mans programs, especially after Dominique for such a long period of time. And, and even the French aren't there anymore, right? Like, it's it, yeah. it's such a it's such a weird, not, not a weird, but I, I guess I guess everyone's uh, looking to appropriately spend their marketing budgets, um, and and motorsport. Is, is so diverse these days that they're just trying to hit so many so many tiers. But but Le Mans, Le Mans, and 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 the whole like you know uh, LMP program that they run for one two is is so phenomenal. The technology that comes out of those cars is is, is mind blowing. Like I think I read a stat halfway through the race that that Toyota pumped out like with ten hours of racing, um, the regenerated braking force um, of the hybrid system would power. Something like fourteen thousand hours of electricity. Wow! Um, yeah, I know, and that's just ten hours of racing. So, like, you know, it, it, the, the the numbers that these things are these things are pumping out are, are phenomenal, and, and and top speeds around that 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 circuit of like three hundred and forty five kilometers per hour. Like, you know, these guys are cooking for twenty four hours. Like those cars get punished. Yeah, absolutely. Just imagine if um, if Mulson didn't have the uh, the chicanes. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd be like you know tapping out at like four fifteen all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely epic. Absolutely epic. So look, well done, Toyota. But look, I, I'm going to say my favorite part of the whole weekend uh, was watching those retro Porsches. Right, like Pink Pig had me at hello. 
the minute I found out that we were going to be uh, pulling that thing out for for this year's Le Mans, I was so excited. And look, the Rothmans, the Rothmans livery was 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 fairly phenomenal as well. But but Pink Pig, seriously, guys, so good. Yeah, and you know what? It was really cool seeing the um, the the battles that um, uh, the Ford GTs were having with them, uh, just nipping at their heels, trying to get up into the second spot. Uh, you know, there was some really good racing going on there too. And I think that was the category to to watch. Look, LMP one was was like like we said, like you know, they 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 wiped the floor from start to finish uh, with those those two big Toyotas up front, and 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 even with LMP two, like it wasn't that dicey you know like there was a couple of position changes but nothing to write home about um but but at least with gte uh pro and and the regular class like you know it was it was it was good racing um like pink pink pig or the 92 car um had had the lead for a lot of the race in in pro but but still behind him the rothman's car and and like you said uh chip canassi racing and the gt40 Really, really close the whole way through, and 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 just fender to fender it was was again fairly phenomenal to watch. Absolutely, really enjoyed it. But look, speaking of uh, retro liveries, go. What would you bring back if you could uh, get your own Le Mans car up set up for next year? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, the silk cut Jags. I think. <laughs> My all-time absolute favourites. I was yeah. in golf, but then you know, golf still racing, so kind hard to to pull that one out as a return. But um, no, the silk cut Jags were just yeah, you know, iconic, and I love that livery. Well, look for, for me, I, look very, very, very good choice. It, it's funny, I, I, that was definitely top five, definitely top five for me. It's two. That'd be hard to pass. I reckon next year, Toyota should just return with the Castro livery of the old Supers. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but, but look, and hopefully next year's Le Mans, we will have uh, a super back in GTE. I'm, I'm fairly like confident that. of it. So uh, it'll be nice to return the Castro uh, signage back to the side and the the green and red war paint, if that you will. But the other car, and this one's never going to happen. Unlike my little super theory, um, is the uh, the Garetti. And, and trust livery on the old Porsches of like the, the 962Cs. Um, look, I don't think Porsche or I don't think Garetti's around uh, to, to support it anymore, really. No. But um, God, that'd be so phenomenal to see a big Garetti sign down the side of a, even like a GT3 RSR or something would be, would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, hey, if, if Jag want to come back to Le Mans, they, they got to go find Silk Cut and, and resurrect that horse because that thing was so good. So totally. so good. Totally, I, I actually have a uh, an artwork of um, Group C on my wall in this room that I'm sitting in, and the the three uh, the three cars out front are Rothman's Porsche, Silk Cut Jag, <laughs> and uh, Martini Lancia. <laughs> you can't you can't get more uh, you know traditional or like you know aspirational than that. That that's it, isn't it? The the, the trio. I was, you know what, I, 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 just, just really quickly with the Rothmans push, I was so sad no one just like jammed another Rothman sticker somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt, I just needed that just to make me happy. Uh, but unfortunately, no one, no one was game enough to chuck it down the side. Could you imagine the <laughs> oh. drama with trying to censor that out of all the life <laughs> and everything? But you know what, it's France. They can do whatever they want. 
<laughs> no, no one, no one senses the French. No one. <laughs> hey, in, in in talking about more fun news that came out of that race, uh, I've got to say, uh, is it McDreamy Racing, or as the rest of the world knows it, as uh, Patrick Dempsey, uh, uh, was it Pro Tour yeah. Racing? I believe it is. Dempsey um, Pro. Yeah, they 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 took out first in their class, which is the yep. GTE class. With Aussie Matt Campbell at the wheel, yep. which is very, very cool. So it's, it's nice to have a have an Aussie on the top step of the podium for the Cies Le Mans. Definitely, definitely. Very cool. And, uh, and you know, as they remarked on the live feed as well, uh, really cool to see him step up from being a successful driver into being a successful team manager as well. So that's yes. quite a talent. And the dude can drive like that. That's the thing. Like, you know, he's not just a, a, a TV doctor um, and, and a very dreamy one, apparently at that, but he's, 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 a, he's actually very handy behind the wheel. And then obviously a massive Porsche fan. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's been with that brand since he started, I believe um, in, in all these major races. So yeah, good on him. I, I tell you what was disappointing though, seeing, uh, seeing Jackie Chan's name up in like Le Mans, only to find out that he wasn't driving an Evo 3. I know, right? <laughs> or, or like one of those Evo Pajeros. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been life. Uh, no, but hey, in, in talking about Jackie Chan and his, and his uh, DC race team, which you made me uh, uh, aware of a few days ago, I had no idea. And when you told me, I was like, no, how could I miss this fact of life? I know. No, no, you were totally right. right. So totally good. right, but they they ended up running in a I believe tenth overall uh, was yeah. the highest place car, but they had three cars running yeah. in LMP two. That's crazy. That's such a that, that's a that's, that's big budget racing. I know it's major operation. I was um, yeah blown away. I just thought it was comical to see Jackie Chan <laughs> there and then reading the Wikipedia page. I just lost it. <laughs> Yeah, but like the, the Wikipedia page, like, I'm like, some dude just made this up. There's no way. No, There's absolutely course. no way. But last year, they yeah. won the class. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, the, the team apparently goes fairly well in the uh, the regular uh, world. Awesome, man. I, I was blown away. But I, again, again, I think of crazy things that go along with Le Mans because being a 24 hour race, you have lots of weird shit to think about. So I was like, what other celebrities need to own a Le Mans team of some description? Ooh. Right? And I, it came to me Shane Warne. <laughs> <laughs> because there'd be nothing cooler than that douchebag with his cigarette out the window <laughs> of a Porsche. His hair livery as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, on the back. So good. (laughs) So good. We need to make that happen. I'll get I'll get my people to call his people. And we'll see we'll see what we can do for twenty (laughs) nineteen. Look, as uh, look, I, I don't want the I don't want the special edition of the Dragon for too long, or it's going to take away all the fight. And look, for everyone listening, please hit subscribe. Uh, I think this is episode six now, um, but this is a bit of a special edition one, being the Le Mans version. But in in, in talking about Le Mans, right? I, and then we we touched on it earlier. The technology that goes into these cars are phenomenal. What do you see as having the biggest uh, technological impact in motorsport? Is it is it F one Formula E? Is it Le Mans? What, like, what do you think is, is, is holding the, 
the light of, of, of where we're going to end up in a, in a few years' time and, and, and trickling into our actual day-to-day cars. Um, well, look, all three of those have one thing in common. <coughs> Racing? Oh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> no, the, going down the electric, electrification path. F1's been doing it for a number of years. Formula E is entirely electric and um, uh, Le Mans certainly uh, encourages hybrid vehicles to enter. Interesting uh, note on that. Um, you may have noticed that Garage 56 this year was empty. Uh, hmm. the being that um, the entry for this year uh, is being pushed back to next year, which is Panos. And Panos are deli- uh, developing a, an all-electric Le Mans race car wow. with interchangeable battery packs with the cool. anticipation yeah. of being able to run them at the same pace as the front runners in Le Mans, um, all electric, just changing over battery packs the way that you would refuel a car ordinarily. So that would be something really interesting to keep an eye out for next year. Um, apparently, they're pretty confident they'll have the car ready to race for next year to be the Garage 56 entrant. So, wow. Mm. And, and look, Panos are no joke when it comes to motorsport. They certainly know how to piece together, especially in an endurance racer, right? Like they've, they've certainly got the, the, the talent and the, the funding behind them. No, that, that, that'll be cool. That'll be very, very cool. Can't wait to see that. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I think, I, and I think you're right. I think they all have a, have a space to play. But to, to, to me, Le Mans always been that, that uh, look, I know you can't call the LMP cars, uh, road cars, but they, they certainly have a place. And I, I, I feel being tin tops or, or fully enclosed vehicles versus the, the open road races like F1 and Formula E, they, are, they, they share more in common and what we can expect in the future. Like you look at the, the AMG Project One, the Valkyrie, they, 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 all take, they all take styling cues from Le Mans cars, right? You're leading straight into what I have to say next. <laughs> Oh, hey, this is almost, I almost feel like this one was planned as opposed to the last one where I was talking about the tie, the, the, the tie on and you're like, the what? Look at us go. We're, we're getting slick at every podcast. Look out world. Absolutely. Um, no, really cool to uh, read the early um, announcements about rule changes for 2020. Um, and that ties right back into exactly what you just said about cars like the Valkyrie, like the Project One, all those sort of vehicles, because LMP is moving towards being a hypercar, uh, supercar, hypercar type category where really? they're moving back to sort of silhouette racing in that. Wow the vehicles that they want running in the prototype categories must resemble their road going counterpart cars. And it's aimed squarely at getting some of those hyper cars into racing because it, it does seem a little bit futile to be developing something like an LMP car when so many manufacturers are building these mega dollar hyper cars that mm are as fast, if not faster, or capable of being faster, um, that never actually get to see the track. So That's bonkers. Isn't it? Absolute bonkers. How cool that it's funny, like I think we were we were we were hanging shit on, on all those hyper 
racer mega yeah. cars <laughs> literally a few podcasts ago. But you know what? If you gave them a purpose, hey, I'm all for it. Make $2 million race cars. I don't care. It's it. crazy. You know what? It does make me wonder how long this um, this plan has been in the works before it's uh, been announced today because, you know, you start to think about things like the return of Brabham. Um mm. As a standalone vehicle, it was really hard to wrap your head around how that makes sense. But with the <laughs> changes coming forth, all of a sudden, Brabham making a return makes perfect sense. And whilst this first car that they've released probably isn't it, it's probably the precursor to the car that we're going to see racing at Le Mans in a few years' time with a Brabham logo on it. Um, and, so and, and hopefully that awesome uh, blue and pink livery they had in the early 90s of the M1 cars. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So really exciting stuff. And I can't wait to see how that develops. You know what? Like like we said last time, like you know, if they got all these cars, like the, the FXX KKK and, and the, the, the Valkyrie and the Project One and the Bradham and the, uh, the Pagani's, and threw them all into the mix and, and said, go crazy, boys and girls. It would be amazing, the result. Like, I, I think that would rejuvenate uh, everyone's interest back into production, loosely, motorsport, right? Like, it'll, it'll, it'll really uh, make everyone go, you can buy these cars and drive these cars if you had the money. And it's like, you know, I, it, it serves multiple purpose too, because then it also gives the manufacturers more incentive to continue to invest in that hypercar market, because instead of just being solely focused around, um, you know, filling rich guy collections, uh, all of a sudden you've also got Which is important as well. cheaply and easily developed off the back of something you were already going to do. Um, so, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. And I think it's going to deliver some really cool, really interesting racing and the, the sort of motorsport that the general public can get really excited about watching too. Yeah, hey, I hope you're right. Like, you know, it'll be great to see a return of like, you know, the, the old, even the Toyota GT1 and and the uh, the, the Porsche, uh, what was it, like 996 GT1s yeah. and, and when McLaren were rocking those long tails, like, man, uh, to... to, to to associate them with actual vehicles uh, yeah. would make a world of difference, I think. And it's kind of funny the way that it's happening compared to how it has been in the past because, I mean, all those road cars, they were spawned by uh, the mandatory homologation rules. Uh, yes. And so they were really not great road cars. They were simply, <laughs> um, you know, road cars in the silhouette of the race car so that they could fulfill that mandatory obligation. Which would make the world's greatest road car, would it not? <laughs> True. <laughs> this time it's kind of happening in reverse where you've got these mental road cars that belong on racetracks that just never go to racetracks that are then um, kind of forcing the manufacturer's hand on building race cars out of those road cars. Oh, it's just kind of the same thing, but in reverse. And I find it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, look, look, homologation was, was, I think, one of the coolest things during the 90s, like, all your rally cars have to be homologated, all your touring cars have to be homologated, all your Le Mans cars have to be homologated. Like that was freaking awesome. Like just having the just having the DNA visible to, to the general public and to, to regular punters, I think made a world of difference. Like, you know, you look at look at Group A rally at the day and you could be like, okay, I get it. Toyota's winning Group A rally. I can go to my Toyota dealership, drop 45 grand at the, at the time and get yourself a 
you know, an ST185 GT4. Yeah. Right? And, and, and think you were Carlos Sanz. Like, you know, or you could go down to, in the early 90s, go down to your local Nissan dealership, as long as you're one of the 100, um, and then pick yourself up R32, right? And, and have the same car they raced. I, I think it just makes a massive, massive world of difference um, for, for people to get excited about it. Mind you, the difference here is that the uh, entry price will be uh, in excess of a mil, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I think a regular house in Melbourne these days is about a mil, and I think back in the early 90s, you can get yourself a nice house for about uh, the price of a GTR. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's Probably just right. inflation, right? <laughs> uh, we just got to find a way to make more money, but that's all we got to do. Hey, look, I, I got to say thank you for staying up to uh, 11.30 on your Sunday night and have fun getting up for work tomorrow. Hopefully we didn't wake the family, but I think that was a very, very cool little chat and, and I look forward to more. I, I think perhaps the next one we should do is like the Bathurst 12-hour for next year. Except oh. we'll try and do it there. That, that, that'll be the trick. Yeah. Okay. Let's start planning for that one. <laughs> Done. You're on like Donkey Kong, man. Hey, look, thank you very much. If you liked what you heard, hit subscribe or hit us up at hello at thedrivers.com.au. Really appreciate it, Steve. Have a great night, bud. Chat to you soon. Good night. You've been listening to The Drivers Podcast. If you liked it, hit subscribe and tell a friend or read more online at thedrivers.co.